You are listening to Awakening Miracles. My name is Alita McDaniel. I am your host. Today we're going to be talking about love. We're going to be talking about trust. And we're going to be talking about how the ego, which I like to consider very similar to what we would think of as Satan, uh, has a tendency to get in our way and has a tendency to have us believing that love is dangerous, love is somehow bad, um, and love is some sort of crazy risk that we just absolutely should not take. So we're in chapter 12, which is the Holy Spirit's curriculum, and this is section number four, Seeking and Finding. The ego is certain that love is dangerous, and this is always its central teaching. It never puts it this way. On the contrary, Everyone who believes that the ego is salvation seems to be intensely engaged in the search for love. Yet the ego, though encouraging the search for love very actively, makes one proviso. Do not find. It dictates then, can be summed up simply as seek and do not find. This is the one promise the ego holds out to you. And the one promise it will keep, for the ego pursues its goal with fantastic insistence, and its judgment, though severely impaired, is completely consistent. Now, if you've ever had your heart broken, if someone has ever turned their back on you, if you have trusted someone and somehow they've broken that trust, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The ego is going to have us believing that we cannot trust other people, that love is dangerous, and yet we are constantly looking for love. We are looking for validation. We are looking for the approval and the permission from others. It's funny though, isn't it? Because when we're in a constant state of searching, we are never aware that the love that God has for us is already inside of us. It's not outside and it doesn't come from the validation or from the approval of someone who is, again, outside of ourselves or separate from ourselves, but it comes from within. And it's so important that we acknowledge where the ego has us focused because the ego doesn't actually want us to find that love. The ego wants us to believe that, you know, we're unworthy of love, that we're too broken to be loved, that we're unlovable because of our past mistakes. The ego wants us to not feel love because as long as we don't feel love, we feel incomplete. And as long as we feel incomplete, the ego can continue to have control. So what we have to do is we have to start taking into consideration the reality that what the ego wants maybe is not necessarily the same as what God wants. And so in the moments where we have a tendency to look out into the world and we want to project and, 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 and judge and blame, uh, we've got to go within and we have to look at that void that we're trying to fill. We have to look at that empty space in our heart and ask, what is it? that can actually fill this space? What is it that will mend my heart? It's not someone else. 
It's not someone new. It's not gaining the approval or the likes from someone else that's going to make you feel whole and complete. The love of God, God's presence in your life is what lets you know what love really is. It's a completion. It's a connection. It's a deep inner knowing that no matter what, you have the support that you need. You've got this. And that all of God's angels and all of God's army is right beside you. Holding your hands, locking arms with you, fighting that fight with you, making sure that the more you continue to let God in your life, the more support you have. So the lesson goes on. The search the ego undertakes is therefore bound to be defeated. Well, obviously, because God always wins. And since it also teaches that it is your identification, its guidance leads you to a journey which must end in perceived self-defeat. Well, think about it. How many times have you waited for someone's approval? How many times have you waited for someone's permission to take action? Permission to take a risk? How many times have you waited for someone to see you, notice you, hear you, love you, acknowledge you, only to feel defeated? Because, see, we're looking for and projecting onto others this need for approval that we got from probably our parents. Somewhere along the way, we learned that, you know, we were too much, we were too loud, we were too dramatic, we were getting on our parents' last nerves, we just weren't good enough, we didn't do enough. And we now project those emotions and those feelings and those programs onto our relationship with God. So while the ego wants you to believe that that pain and that suffering is your identity, that that brokenness is your identity in the presence of God, it loses power. But if you continue to allow it to control your life, it always ends in self-defeat. And you know this if you've ever taken a half-assed approach to doing something in life. Because you didn't trust yourself and you only maybe put one foot in instead of both. And you were defeated. And then you could say, see, see, now I know. Now I have proof. See, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have even taken this risk. I knew. I knew better. And that is how ego traps us. That is how Satan traps us. For the ego cannot love. And, it, and in its frantic search for love, it is seeking what it is afraid to find. The search is inevitable because the ego is part of your mind. And because of its source, the ego is not wholly split off or it could not be believed at all. For it is your mind that believes in it and gives existence to it. Yet it is also your mind that has the power to deny the ego's existence. And you will surely do so when you realize exactly what the journey is on which the ego sets you. Here is what we need to remember. 90% of your brain, 90% of your brain is subconscious. So there are parts of your brain that are programmed by your past in the brokenness, in the flaws, in the scars, where ego has power. But the parts of your brain that know the presence of God also understand that while ego might be a temporary perception 
a temporary identity. The truth it is, is it is not your real identity. It is not the real you. It is a part that you're playing. It is a role that you're playing. It is part of the spiritual curriculum that you came here to move through. So when you are asking and, and, and digging deeper and really looking for more awareness, more understanding, more connection to God, to see your ego as your identity blocks the transmission of God. But when you say, okay, you know what? I understand, God, that I was given this ego, these limitations, these fears, this doubt, this resistance. I was given this to better understand how to reach for you. I was given this adversity to understand how to want you more in my life, how to crave your presence more in my life. And all of these are just tests. They're just distractions to see how committed I am to knowing you, God. So when we are in alignment with our self-awareness, knowing that the ego is just a role that our soul is choosing to play, has chosen to play, that this is part of the gift of our spiritual curriculum, it's a lot easier for us to say, ha ha. Okay, ego, I see you. I see what you're trying to do here. Thank you so much for showing me some contrast. Thank you so much for showing me a bit of conflict so I could better decide what I want more of because what you're showing me is more of the things that I don't want. And when I continue to focus on more of the things that I don't want, it's like a silent prayer to God. This is what I want more of because my dominant thoughts create my reality. So ego, thank you so much because the more you show me what I don't want, the better I can clarify what I do want. And so the ego serves a very powerful purpose now because the ego becomes a navigation tool. It lets us know when it gets louder that we are on the cusp of a paradigm shift. I always say, and maybe you've heard this from from other teachers, that the darkest times come right before you're about to hit a massive transformational shift in your life. And this is true for me at any point in my life. When I am about to reach a new level of consciousness, my ego gets so loud to the point where I feel like I'm breaking inside, like my soul is cracking and it's, it, it's you know, that pain of when you haven't been outside all day and you walk out and you open your eyes to the sun and it hurts. It happens like that on a soul, like a cellular level to every single soul hurts because this light is shining so brightly and your ego is blinded by the light. But this is what happens. The more we surrender to God, the more the, the ego gets louder because it hurts. The light is being shined on its shadows, on its darkness, on its limitations, on its resistance, and it doesn't have power in those moments. So it fights to keep us trapped and contained and distracted so that we do not search for the light, for God, for expansion. So I hope that today you lean in to the light. And you listen to your ego only to give it a voice enough to know 
that that is the identity that you've been choosing up until this point, and it will continue to run your show until you decide to say enough is enough. So acknowledge and give it a voice and then choose something different. So thank you so much for listening today. Uh, If you like this content, uh, please go ahead and like and subscribe for more of these episodes released every single week uh, at 7 a.m. Pacific Time Sunday mornings. Uh, I hope you all have an incredible rest of your day. I look forward to chatting with you very soon. Namaste.